The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 210. Monday, December 31st, 2012. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 210. I am Rob, you are Greg. Hello! So uh, I'm going to give a, a little bit of a, um, of a real quick movie review and, and a, a bit of a celebrity sighting. Um, are you there? Yeah. Oh, right. We're paying attention. <laughs> So I saw Roger Moore. Roger Moore. I was one million dollars. No, not, not Sean Connery. I have an update about Sean Connery. By the way. <laughs> I I saw Roger Moore. I'm Roger Moore. I was the second man. Actually, I was the third man to be James Bond. So he was in Live and Let Die, The yes. Man with the Golden Gun, yes. The Spy Who Loved Me. I was also in. Um, uh, he was also in For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and A View to a Kill. Christopher Walken. Wow. Let me ask you a question about Christopher Walken. You know, uh, you you're free to ask a question. You know how? Okay, so he, you know, like it's the year 2012. We all yes. know Christopher Walken talks like that. Walken, and he 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 just acts that way, right? That's but correct. back back in the let's say the early 1980s, right? Was he like that, or is this just like a shtick that he does the past few years? Was he always like that? No, no. So why does he do that now? Why has that become his thing? To be like <laughs> this, I'm going like. No. How did he? How did he come up with that? I don't, it's just how he acts. <laughs> and then my other question is: Does he act like that in real life, or is that just something when the cameras are rolling? Uh, I think it's partly when the cameras are rolling, <laughs> like all these other guys. It's so weird. Anyway, so. Roger Moore, uh, I showed you the book. He came out with he, his publisher came with this book called Bond on Bond, where it's Roger Moore and he goes through all the Bond movies and all the Bond villains and, and gadgets and everything. Because <clears throat> this is the 50th anniversary of James Bond. That's right. Uh, 1962. I was no, I was James Bond. Oh my god. <laughs> he doesn't go into that one. Casino. What, he doesn't. No. Come on. It's not an official Bond. Uh, movie. Come on. Anyway, so um, it's like a it's like a James Bond right. tool or something. So he tells like a lot of like anecdotes and little stories. And one of the interesting things is that I didn't know was that Roger Moore was actually friends with the the original James Bond movie producers, uh, which Albert was, Broccoli, yes, Cubby Broccoli and it's uh, Broccoli, whatever. Come on, and uh, and uh, Harry Saltzman was the other guy. Yeah. What about Ian Fleming? Well, he created him, but he was only the author. He died um, in the early 60s. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, so he didn't even get to see any movies. Only a couple of them. Huh. Um, and he wasn't... I don't think he even liked them. But um, so what I didn't realize was in London, Roger Moore had known them, you know, or something. like They played cards together or something. I don't know. So he... Roger Moore and these producers. Oh, okay. So he knew them forever. So he has a lot of the inside information going all the way back to the beginning of it. And he tells a lot of goofy stories, and it's 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 the it's written in a in a way that you could almost envision Roger Moore saying the things mm. now you know, in a very like panache kind of British way. Mm -hmm. It's very 
very formal British. He was friends with the producers. Now, was he ever... Like, Sean Connery was the first James Bond. Yeah. Was Roger Moore ever considered to play James Bond since he's friend with, friends with these people? Or, like, you know, why didn't they get Roger Moore from the beginning? Or he didn't want to, or he was already busy, or it just never occurred to them? Like, what happened? Uh, no, he wasn't no, He wasn't available. From, he wasn't considered in the beginning. It was mainly Connery. I mean, Connery was... I forget the actual story, but it, it it was it was basically him. I mean, it was you know him or bust, more or less. They had considered no, they had considered other actors, but a lot of them were old, like Cary Grant. Well, why not Roger Moore if they were such good friends? He was a nobody then. He was literally a nobody. Oh. Not that Connery was all that well known, but you know they considered like older actors, like Cary Grant. Wow. Um, for Clark, instance, Clark Gable. Yeah. Uh, no. Not Clark Gable. <laughs> no. He was way too old. Jerry Lewis. Hey, hey, it's me, James Bond. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. I got a, I'm on a vodka martini, second night stay. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's a lot of goofy stories about that stuff. And so it was a very good book. And it was pretty inexpensive. It cost me like 25 bucks. Um, it was called Bond on Bond. Yeah. So Roger Moore appeared at the Barnes & Noble on Fifth Avenue in, in Manhattan. So here I'm thinking... How old is he now? He's about 85 or 6. Wow. So here I'm thinking, okay, Roger Moore, he's going to be at this Fifth Avenue Barnes & Noble, which is the big Barnes & Noble in New York, which I hate because they it's like a conveyor belt and they rush you through it and everything. Right. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to this. But then I figured out it's not that one. It's some college bookstore kind of a Barnes and Noble or something like that. So, so I went there, um, and there weren't actually that many people there, maybe like 75, 100 or something like that. And so the line went pretty fast. Um, you know, the you know, line went pretty fast and, you know, there he is, Roger Moore in the flesh. And, um, so I'm thinking of something goofy to say to him. So I thought of something, and what I basically said to him was, "Hey, Mr. Moore, you know, I, I started, I got into watching James Bond as a kid um, after seeing you in Cannonball Run. Like that movie's hilarious." And he was, you know, he was like, "Laughing, oh, oh, oh yeah, it was really funny." Yeah. And he's like, "Thank you," and then, you know, whatever. So of course I tried to record that, and then you can't like hear anything. <laughs> well, now wait a minute. We'll have to get. Uh, Spaceman David in England to do the Roger Moore line. Email them to us. No, I don't think he sent. And it will like split. That. No, he does. He actually. He sent me a, a clip of himself talking. Really? <laughs> Why did I hear this? I just. I don't know. I forgot. Oh, I forgot to send man. it to you. This is. This is. That's why we have no fans. No. <laughs> well, Spaceman David. So what does he sound and like? Esteban, he, he sounds like, you know, the really? proper British... Uh, really? Wow. Yeah, so he'll do the Roger Moore. I would, now, I hope he's not insulted, but I would have taken him, sounded... I would have expected him to sound like... Oh, yeah! <laughs> like that, that really... Uh, At least maybe... Scouse... No, uh, no, that Geordie thing? No, he's not from that area. No, I would have expected... <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect him to sound like Michael Caine, but I would have expected him to sound maybe a little bit like McCartney or something, but... <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> That's right, I love. Although I, play, I, I played actually, James Bond in me movie. Actually, uh, I know of a guy who works. Uh, there's a guy who works for the the 
software vendor in Canada that we use in my company. Um, and he's actually from the Manchester area, like David yeah. originally. And he talks like that. He talks like pretty clear. He's like, oh, hello, my name is uh, Roger. How's it going? And at first I thought he was from Australia, but he's like, no, nah, he's from England. So then what's the kind of voice that it's Roger like? Roger Moore. What, what, David. I'm Roger Moore. David or Greg. What's the kind of British accent? I'm Roger Moore. You, <laughs> you have the George Martin kind of voice. Like, I'm hey, Roger yes, uh, I worked with the Beatles. And the Beatles. The, right? You have that, that very proper, like, Roger Moore, George Martin voice. But then you have the other kind of British accent. Alan Rickman? Or, I'm yeah, it's like, I, uh, well, it's just the, the lower You me bastard. Oy, what is it and it's like, what is that? What's the name for that British well, accent? There's different dialects according to where you're from. I know, but I want to know what, what the name of that is. I just told one of them they call it like a Geordie accent. They call it like a Geordie accent. That's like Michael Caine. So then what's Scouse? I don't know. <laughs> Hell, I don't know. One thing I've always wondered is how the Beatles, all four of them are from Liverpool, and yet they sound completely different in their accents. <laughs> well, Paul McCartney was this taught one? to, his, his, his mother insisted his... that he go to training oh, to, to to eliminate that Liverpudlian yeah. accent. And then John Lennon would talk like this. And then George was uh, very, George uh, was very like, slow. Some, my, like my throat was Talked stuck, there's slow. something in my throat I can't. Ringo. Something in the way she moves. Uh, El Ringo. Ringo oh, oh, yes. It's Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, it don't come easy, look. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> now that we've completely offended the entire, the entire United Kingdom, <laughs> Great Britain. All I know is the Queen talks like this. <laughs> So David has to be hysterically laughing right Ain't now. Ain't the Queen of England? I hope he doesn't like turn this like on speed. He's gonna be on the train, like turns it up, turn it up on speakers, and it'll be me like, "Hello, it's me, the Queen of England." Hello. The Paul, it's the Paul Stevenson show. Um. Yes. Yeah, so. I'd like to be. No. Under the sea, sea, in an octopus's garden, in the shade. Oh, (laughs) oh, it's me, Billy Connolly. (laughs) Oh, he's from Scotland. I can't believe it. You know, he's playing in New York in like next week or something. A comedy show. Oh, I can't believe it. How did I I get in New York? Oh, all right. Anyway, um, so (laughs) so, yeah, so Roger Moore sitting there. And of course, you know, they want to let you take a picture with him. I took one like right in front of him, and of course, it came all fuzzy. Um, so then, you know, he's getting up and he's going to walk out. And so this woman, I don't know, she was probably like in her early 20s, and she was a foreigner because from her accent, but she looked like a Bond girl. <laughs> she was like, she was very tall, had looked like almost like a, you know, like a model, model almost. Yeah. So she just walks up. Like, right next to him as he's walking out and is screaming at this guy to take a picture with his, like, iPhone. And everyone's, like, yelling at her. And what? <laughs> it's really strange. So, um, then as he's coming out, I was standing by the door. And so he's coming right at me and he's walking out the door. So I'm like, oh, ooh, this is good. So first I turn on the video camera on my 
my camera on my phone and I'm like, oh, I'm getting some great video. He's right in front of me. This is great. And then I switch real fast to the camera so I could take a picture like with him in the background yeah. and me. So I take the picture once it finally sw- it took like 10 seconds to switch <laughs> over. Course. And I look at the picture and he, he he's not yet in the screen yet. Ah. All you get is like his nose. So then I looked at the video. It hadn't recorded anything but like one second. <laughs> it wasn't recording. It's like, you son of a... The paunch luck. Paunch luck. Now, what's the name for the kind of, like, not not the proper British accent. Mm. Not the Alan Rickland, <laughs> Not that kind of British accent. But what's the name for, like, like oh, well, the... The high-pitched, whispering Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I'm high on Ricky Gervais. Is there a name for oh. that kind of British accent? Wherever he's from. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, okay. I have, I have to, I have oh, to whisper everything oh, and talk oh, very fast. Oh, oh, Ricky oh, Gervais. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh, it's all right. Now, in my work, <laughs> in my job, we um, our company has stores in England. And over the years, you know, I have to call them, talk to them, whatever. And, um, you know, one of the strange, always the strangest thing I, in terms of communicating was... Hello. No, not that. Hello, governor. No, they, they didn't sound like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's steppy time. It's steppy time. Hello, governor. It's steppy time. Cheers. It's steppy time. Um, yeah, it didn't sound like Dick Van Dyke. Right. The strange thing is when you're talking to them, rather than like in the United States, we would say, or in Canada, we'd be like, you know, if somebody was like saying something and you understand, you'd be like, uh, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Um, that's not what they do there. They say stuff like, ah, you're all right, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, all right, right you're all right. right. I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean I'm all right? Yeah, yes or no? You're all right, you're all right, What? <laughs> <laughs> I what do you mean I'm all right? I'm I yes or no. No, I, all right, all right, you're all right. And I'm like, what? Very confusing. <clears throat> well, I believe also in England like here, you know, if, if we're giving someone a phone number or a price or something, it's like, you know, our number is five 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 uh eight one one blah 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 blah. Whereas in England, I believe there would be like uh yes, that's triple five uh, double eight one Z. It's like, what do you mean double eight? Eight, eight, Z. Like, what's Z? It's just Z. Z, you mean Z? Z. No, Z. All right, well, now, now we're just bashing now, England. Yeah, now we go. <laughs> so, um... Before it was fun. Now it's just, now it's turning into... All right, into, so my uh, movie review is the new James Bond movie, which is Skyfall. Which now, now what... came out. What, starring Daniel Craig. My first question is, what is... <laughs> What is the word Skyfall? Well, if I tell you, then I'm spoiling the movie. So? Well, you'll never see it. Um, All right. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. All right. So the... um, Spoiler alert. Stop. Spoiler alert. So Skyfall is... Normally, when they come up with a movie, it'll be... Like, in the past, they've taken the title from one of the short stories or novels that Ian Fleming wrote. Mm-hmm. Or they'll take it from like a something that some main thing that happened in the film or something like that. Um, I mean, in the book. Well, obviously they've run out of titles because they used them all. <laughs> um, and uh, so I don't know. I don't think this name ever appeared in the James Bond mythos before. But basically, 
Um, what happens in this movie is that at some point, Daniel Craig, James Bond, he has to go back to his childhood home, which is now vacant because his parents died, you know, when he was a kid. And the estate is actually in Scotland. And the estate is called Skyfall. Why? I don't know. Maybe because it's in the mountains or something. But that's the big thing. That's one of the things about England is in England, they name their houses. Like the you know, yes. big houses, estates. Yes. They own yeah. their own name something. Right. Well, I learned that when I was in... Even like John Lennon's like childhood, like, yes. you know, shack has <laughs> that name. Dips. Well, I was going to say, I learned that when I was in England uh, and in and, and Liverpool taking these tours of the Beatles' childhood homes. And the, the tour guy was like, and, and this is Mendips. Uh, and uh, and I finally raised my hand. I said, why? What, what, what is Mendips? What do you, why is it called? Know. And she said, well... Well, in, in order to appear more upper class, the lower class would name their houses. And mm-hmm. no, I think she said it was, you know, for, even though the area wasn't in an upper class neighborhood, they wanted to attract, yeah, like, yeah. you know, they, they, they didn't want to attract, like, riffraff. They wanted to attract, you know, normal, like, you know, a little bit higher level of people. So, so, so they gave the houses names so that it appears as if it were a better neighborhood. Well, they name everything over there. They name ships, houses, okay. buildings. Yeah. They name clock towers. <laughs> hey, it, it, Big Ben Kids Parliament. Well, Big Ben is actually the name of the biggest bell in the clock tower. What they call it. Yeah, I know what they call the whole thing. But for yeah, now they just refer to the the clock tower itself as Big Ben. So yeah, so that's what the name that is the history lesson of the episode. So that's kind of where the the skyfall thing comes from. So um, yeah, so this is um, yeah, I saw it. Uh, so I, the 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 sky doesn't fall. No, no skyfall. He doesn't have to shoot the no, clouds. This is, not, uh, or... this is not Chicken Little. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I saw it. Um, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was very good. Um, one of the things I was happy about was it wasn't um, as violent as some of the other ones have been with Daniel Craig, uh, which I liked. Um, wait, 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 what about the whole beer versus martini thing? I didn't even notice that. Honestly. Right. <laughs> I don't know, they made this big stink about this Heineken. I don't even remember seeing any Heinekens in the, the movie. Right. <laughs> um, you know, uh, there was a lot of IBM placement, product placement. <laughs> They don't even make computers anymore. They make servers. Oh. Um, still. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, there was a lot of, um, you might call them in-jokes, but a lot of homages to the old movies. They brought back the old Aston Martin car and, spoiler, and I was I was loving this. Woody Allen? No. He actually, as he's driving the car, he's in the, basically what happens, him and Judy Dench, the old lady who's M, like mm. his boss, they're on the run, and um, they so they need a car that nobody's going to be able to track or something like that. So they go and find this you know, the old Aston Martin, which Daniel Craig's bomb won in the card game and in Casino Royale or something Oy, like that. It's my Woody Allen. So um, <laughs> so they get in that car and he's driving and she's complaining. She's like, "Oh, you know, this car's a very um, not a very smooth ride, is it?" And he he flips open the he flips up the shifter knob and it's got the red button. He's like, well, you can get out at any time. And she's like, oh, go ahead and eject me. I don't care. And everyone's laughing because that's what Connery did with the car. You know, well, he the, ejected the, the woman. It was an ejection seat. 
No, it was one of the bad guys. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what it was. So they still <laughs> so had he ejected it. an old lady. And then, and also then at the end, towards the end of the movie, they actually had uh, what Connery's the Aston Martin DB9 did, which is the uh, in the front, one of the, like the running lights would open up and machine guns would come out. Nice. And they shot everybody, which was awesome. Nice. So I like that. They also brought back the Q character. He's like this younger guy who's kind of like this uh, internet, you know, kind of like tech nerd. The inventor, right? The, yeah, the Q, the Q branch. Guy, the yeah. Q branch. And they actually had some Q gadgets and a couple of jokes about it. Right. Um, and also they reestablished the Money Penny uh, lady in this movie. So What is Money Penny? That's the lady. You ever see in the old ones? Like, she like he the, would walk in the office and she'd be sitting there. She was the... And then the M guy would be in there. Is she the, the, the person financing all of these no, missions? Oh, no. So why is she named Money Penny? I don't... It's a code name. It's all code names. I don't like that. That code name makes no sense. Right, shut up. So... Look, I, I liked it a, I liked it a lot. Um, the bad guy was Javier Bardem. Played by who? Harvey, Harvey, the actor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he has a very strong Spanish accent. So what did what? Very strong. What was he trying to do? Kidnap someone or take over the world? He was uh, he was like an old agent who um, they for some reason there was some predicament and they basically had to like you know hang him out to dry, <laughs> and he wasn't too happy about that. He came back for revenge. Other than the original Casino Royale from the night, what year was it from? 60, 67. 67 with Woody Allen, among other people. Has there ever been, or will there ever be, an American James Bond? Or does it have to be a British actor? Of course it has to be British. And that's the character. It's British. It's a British spy. It's good. So we could have an American play the British Yeah, spy. well then he'd have to do the accent and how believable would that be and... Well, Hugh Laurie is British and he does an American accent on House. I know. They could have gotten an American guy. Anyway, I'm just saying, if they... Let's say, what's the next James Bond coming out? I don't know. Whenever they make it. I don't know what it is. All right, so whatever it's going to be called, just could th think of a We're name that it could Daniel be... still going to be Daniel Craig. But just think of a name that it could be called. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll use... Maybe I'll use a name they haven't used. Uh... Uh, Rizico. That was one of his short stories. With Rizico. I don't know right. what that meant. All right, that was all right. 007 Frank Rizzo. Rizzo. <laughs> so Rizico. So not Frank Rizzo. So let's just say the producers say, you know what? We want to use an American actor. Who could they get? Well, Nicholas Cage. No, it would be it'd have to be a young person. Nicholas Cage. No, he's too old. What would he, what would that sound like? Hey, 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 hey there. Uh, I'd like a vodka martini. Man. Shaking, man. Shaking not stirred, okay? What about uh, who else? Uh, John Travolta? They could get him. There's Tom Cruise. What would that sound like? It's Sandy. Uh, John Travolta. Who's Sandy? From Greece. Oh. Mr. Cotter, you want to send me on a mission? Hey, oh. Oh, you know what I saw the other day? It was, um, you know, all these uh, these court shows on TV now during the day. It's like People's Court, Judge Judy, Judge Joe Brown, Judge Mathis. They have one Judge, Judge Reinhold. Judge, <laughs> Judge Reinhold. They have one um, Judge Alex. And the other day, and it was 
um, the plaintiff was Joey Buttafuoco, and he was suing some uh, some like party organizer guy because Joey Buttafuoco supposedly was having a birthday party for his 11 year old son, and he hired a party planning guy, and the party planning guy. Uh, had strippers come to the eleven-year-olds? <laughs> Why would that be a problem? Uh, the the guy was just a mess. He's just an absolute mess. All right. Oh wait, who they they could get uh, Stan Lee as James Bond? Yeah, please. What would that sound like? <laughs> it's me. I'm Double O Seven Man, and I'm gonna I'm gonna. Double. <laughs> I don't know what what could. I can can you imagine like Stanley trying to like like have banter talking uh, with one of these like Bond girls? And... Hey, Brigadier, <laughs> that's a nice necklace you're wearing there, huh? I'm James Bond, man. I did I tell you about the time time Spider Man? <laughs> no, like the villain will have him like in his grasp, and he has to escape. Did I tell you about the time Spider-Man escaped from the subway flooding by uh, using his web job. I'm James Bond, man. I, I put the evildoers in jail and they, they have to pay a bond to uh, get out. Oh, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention about the James Bond and, and Roger Moore. In fact, actually, Roger Moore. I actually learned that uh, the Dush... Eliza Dushku is shooting a pilot for another another incarnation of the Saint, in which Roger Moore is a, a one of the producers. The Saint was wasn't that a Val Kilmer movie? Well, yes, he was in the movie. Yes, in the nineties. What I do, I do for Mother Russia. Wait, so, what is the Saint? It's a book that was written like a hundred years ago, almost. And since then, you know, there have been comic books and all kinds of, like, it, it It was big in the 30s. It was, like, one of those, like, movies, you know. You know how, like, the Three Stooges would do movies? They weren't really movies. They were short films. Yeah, well, whatever. But. Or, or like, uh, our friend Scott C. Clements is a great uh, fan of the, uh, what were they? The, the Those, like, film The Serial. Yeah, the Serial, yes. Serials. So this one was, like, mostly in British. Britain. Oh, by the way, I, I did get a Facebook message from Scott C. Clements. Really? Yes, he's What's... still in England, uh, still doing his thing over there. Wow. All right, good. And uh, apparently... Oh, yeah, didn't you say... Wait, go ahead. You he, he, he told... I can't remember the guy's name, but he said somebody was... Uh, he, he Some some actual like big director or something he met and, and liked his... Uh, 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 and liked his Scarlet Avenger uh, concept... It, so good. All right. Congratulations. Well, no, to nothing Scott happened. Oh, he passed on it. All right. Well, then, not congratulations <laughs> to Scott C. Clay. Right, so the Dush shooting this uh, new action series. Hopefully, that it gets picked up by Fox. Roger Moore. No, not Fox. <laughs> anybody. I hope she hears this. Anybody but Fox. Why? Because they cancel everything. <laughs> Why? Okay, guys, this is really Eliza Dushku, and you're listening to the Ponch Stevenson Show. That's right. So I had a Sean Connery update while we're talking about James Bond. One million dollars. That's right. 
for fi- Finding Forrester 2? No. So No, he's retired. He's punching more keys? So, so this was back in September, but... You know, I, I've been kind of wondering, you know, you know, how's he doing? You know, we, you never see him anymore. He's never out in public. You know, is he, like, sickly? Is he near <laughs> death? Right. You know, maybe he's dead. Maybe Sean Connery is dead. But guess what? He's... You hear this? Help me! Get me out of here! My God! This man's not dead! This man is not dead? That's right. I'm not dead, damn it. Um, uh, back in September, um, this uh, tennis player, um, Andy Murray, I think is his name. Okay. Name's Murray, you know. But um, he's a—he's actually a Scottish, you know, professional tennis player, and he's very good. Ooh. So in the U.S. Open, which was back in September, he played, and I think he got to the finals and lost, but he went really far and. I didn't even realize this at the time, but apparently Sean Connery was there in attendance, rooting this guy on in New York. How did he look? So he he looked like kind of frail, kind of looking and all. Like when they showed him, they showed him he was sitting with his wife in the stands. I'm like, oh, he doesn't look too good. Um, and he was like yelling. You could see him like yelling stuff. You're not supposed to yell in a tennis match, but he was yelling. You have to pay me one million dollars. That ball is out, ref. I'm gonna come down there and rip your face in. <laughs> so, um, face uh, off. Face. I'm gonna rip your face off. So, uh, so they showed that, and then while this guy was having a press conference after one of the matches, all of a sudden Connery like shows up. Yeah. And it wasn't just Connery; it was another uh, Scottish guy. It was um, Billy Connell. Uh, look it up on YouTube. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was another guy. Um, Groundskeeper oh, Willie. It was um, Sir Alex Ferdinand Ferguson. Sir Alex Ferguson, who is like this legendary coach of the Manchester United, uh, which David probably knows about, the soccer team. Sir Alex Ferdinand Ferguson. I keep saying it wrong. That. All right. That. Yeah. That's the. That was him from the stands. But then click on that, and they show him like he just shows up at this this. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson. Ferguson, yes. Can't say that. Yes. Ah, commercial. Right, it's for a 3DS. Mm. All right, skip. What are you doing? I don't know. All right, hold on. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, play. I do think that, you know, even having played your loss in the final, played I don't want to hear this final, guy. That is also, you know, a good experience to have gone through and now, after reaching another Grand Slam final, the routine oh. media conference for Andy That's Murray, right. well, not quite, enters surprise guest stars from stage right. Stage right. Here to congratulate him not only Sir Sean Connery and Mum, but Sir Alex Ferguson too. Uh, I'm a huge, uh, huge James Bond fan. Um, this guy crying? I do love no. football as well. Um, so Alex is, you know, one of the most successful managers. It's not the most successful manager of, of all time. So yeah, it's great to meet them. They're obviously both both Scottish as well, and they're going to be here for the the final as well. So I hope I can can do uh, do them proud. And so the Scots ready for one last big effort. You know, it's been a long time for, for everybody, this, you know, with the one big, e- big effort. And, 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 uh, this, so big effort. Big effort. The Scots. 
big. And if he can win that maiden Grand Slam tomorrow, there will be a few more special snaps for the Murray family album. <laughs> alright, alright. All right. Anyway, so my point being of this whole thing was that, look at him, he looks spry, he looks like he's in perfect shape, perfect health. So he can do another James Bond movie. No, he's not going to do another James Bond movie. You know what I think it was? I think for like a 10-year period there, he was in a little bit of a decline, uh, getting over that really bad movie, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, he just didn't want to do films anymore. He's old. All right. You know, plus, you know, he's very, he's notoriously difficult to get on some of these projects because he wants to have control and he wants to do this and that, so... <laughs> Anyway, so it's nice to see that he's feeling good. All right, we'll keep going. All right, so um, yeah, so I did get to meet Pendulette. Oh, Pendulette, Pendulette! I was on the Celebrity Apprentice. Stars. He was. Well, one of the early ones. He was eliminated immediately. He's like, let me tell you about Dancing with the Stars. You know, I, I expected to, to follow the, the music. I was following the beat. I mean, isn't that what you're supposed to do when you're on a dancing show? You follow the beat. Well, no. That's how he talks. Yeah. You know, he talks like, he'll say things and then he like comes down like a level and then like, it's very yeah. goofy. Um, so Pendulette was at the um, Warren Street Tribeca Barnes & Noble. That's where um, we saw Ted dance. Yes. For the and, second time. And I saw Bill Maher. Ted dancing. So Pendulette was there. It was probably about, I don't know, maybe like 70 people there or something like that. Um, and he was great. I mean, he came there. He shows up. He gets the mic. He does about a half hour. No, maybe not half hour, but probably like 20-something minutes of him like talking about <laughs> like anecdotes from the book and taking questions. It was very good. Very cool and funny. And... Um, then he uh, he signed everybody's book and took pictures. Even though he had somewhere to go at like 8 o'clock or something like that. So, <laughs> But he still did it. And yet, yet Dustin Diamond no. could not had stay. Take, well, he had to take a plane. Pendulette, 57 years old mm. in 2012. So um, his book was called Every Day is an Atheist Holiday. Every day's an atheist holiday. Let me tell you why. Uh, according to Teller, you know, there's a lot of stories in it about, um, you know, different crazy things that have happened. That, I mean, crazy stories um, about how he became a magician and, and how he and Teller, like, were first working on their act. They actually lived in, like, around Philadelphia for you know, when they were starting out. West Philadelphia? Born and raised. No, no, he was he was raised in Massachusetts. And the playground is where he spent most of his days. No. So then he also talks in the book and on the in in person. He talked about Celebrity Apprentice and then how much he doesn't like Donald Trump. Donald about, Trump is a big <laughs> dummy full idiot. of hot air. He's like, uh, I Donald Trump's hair. It looks like. Uh, 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 it looks like an opossum, or no? What did he say? Oh, he goes. He goes. It looks like cotton candy, uh, flavored with piss. Wow! Have to bleep that out. Something like that. Well, that's what he said. <laughs> so, um, so that was it. Was it was cool to meet him? And um, his book is really good. And did uh, he say anything about Lou Ferrigno? Not really. Well, actually, when I went up to to meet him, 
I said, hey, Penn, you know, I was rooting for you in the Celebrity Apprentice the whole way until Lou Ferrigno stabbed you in the back. And he just kind of laughed about <laughs> it. Mrs. Swan, Mrs. Swan. Oh. I, I did not stab him in the back. Give 110%, Mrs. Swan. But in reality, in reality, both in person and in the book, he really doesn't like Clay Aiken at all. Really? <laughs> well, because what he said was basically, he's like, you know, this guy, you know, is, is a, he's a reality show guy. I mean, he has no other uh, anything, just right. reality shows. And well, now, now, uh, I would not uh, agree pen, with that. Pen, let me tell you what you're doing wrong now, Pen. <laughs> and I think now, was, now, I think we should go about the project yeah. a different way. He he talks about one point where, I guess, when the, the episode where the Blue Man group oh, shows yeah, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he's like, you know, all the other guys who loved it, you know, uh, uh, the, the, what's it, the Twisted Sister guy. Yeah, decent. Yeah, he liked it, even Ferrigno liked it, George Decay. And the, the people that were around loved it. They thought, oh, this is incredible. This is so spontaneous. Right. And so they're all happy. And then they get back into, like, their the office there or whatever. Not in the boardroom, but in the office. And, like, Clay Aiken was just screaming at him, like, nonstop. And Why? So he's like, he's like I, I don't cry about all this. Like, I cry about a lot of things. He's like, you think I wouldn't mind. But after that night, I had to. I spent all night crying on the the phone to my wife about having to sit there and listen to Tw Clay Aiken for an hour and a half tell me everything that was wrong with me. Gee, so he he didn't like him at all. Um, and I obviously was probably happy he didn't win. Um, yes, and he was. He also said that currently he, they're shooting some kind of celebrity. Uh, all star uh, uh, apprentice, celebrity apprentice, all stars. So, yeah, I wonder so, who's is it Penn Jillette. Who else know. is going to be on? Tom Green. I, well, he's not really an all star. Daddy, he's, a, he's on a reject. I want to be on All Star. Uh, so, what about uh, Arsenio Hall? He won. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's on it. Brett Michaels. Probably, I assume it's from other seasons. Yeah, Brett Michaels. So. Sinbad could be on it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's talking about Daddy in his book. He talks about, like, all these, like, times that he got on, like, TV shows, like, on, he was on Miami Vice, like, ages ago, and how, how bad of an actor he is, and there's <laughs> was a lot of goofy things. Um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a funny book. It was a good read, a lot of goofy stuff, and, um, I'll play, uh, I put a video on my YouTube, but I'll... Oh, and by the way, uh, in case anybody uh, wants to listen to the entire Penn Jillette, um speech that he gave at the book signing, uh, I will put a link at the bottom of the uh, page uh, for the episode. Did you get a picture with him? Yeah, I said that. Oh, all right. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, Pen, how's it going? Very well, thanks. I was rooting for you and The Apprentice the whole time. Oh, thank you. I think Luke Ferrigno kind of stabbed me in the back. Thank you. Did I come? Thank Did, what else do you want to talk about? Good for me. What about this this Elmo thing? No. Come on. This guy has like three uh, accusers. What the heck? Pedophile. I, yeah, I don't want to get into it. All right. I just, it's just not, I mean, it's, I don't feel like making fun of him. And no, we're not making fun. I'm just, I'm just 
reporting. Eh, whatever. I feel bad for the other people involved in Sesame Street that now they... Well, this is, actually, I think this would be a good thing. Now, the kids, maybe, there would not be an Elmo. I hope they get rid of Elmo. I hate Elmo. Cancel it. Bring it back to when we were kids, when it was other characters, and they all had their own, and they weren't morons. It wasn't some <laughs> shrieking, screaming idiot. Exactly. Where the kids now have to, this is all they want to watch. This, they want to watch these idiots on this, like, Dora show, where all the, all the people talk like morons. <laughs> Look at Carol Spinney, young. Yeah. That's when he was young. So the hippie. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, Carol Spinney. Look, he's, he plays, he's in the Big Bird. He played Cubs. Big Bird and Oscar. Still does, in fact. I mean, you know, those were interesting characters. They were quirky, but they weren't idiots. You know, the Count. Ah, ah, ah. Dead. Yeah, but there's other guys doing him. Supposedly, Carol Spinney did the original. Uh, voice of Elmo. Did you know that? No, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. I'm telling you. Look. He was given to Kevin Clash, the no. molester guy, no. <laughs> uh, a year after. He wasn't He wasn't a molester. Well, whatever he was. Did sexually inappropriate with young boys. No, whatever. Or teenage boys, whatever it was. Really quick. Yeah. You know the, the channel True TV... I talked about the show Bait Car. Yeah. Well, now they have a new show on True TV. It's called Killer Karaoke. Oh, boy. Have you seen this? Well, why would I have seen this? And it is people get up on the, on the you know, in front of the audience and sing karaoke. And then they kill them? No. And there's an electric dog collar around their ah. neck. And there's an electric dog collar around each wrist and around each ankle. So they're wearing... Each contestant has five electric Wait, dog was, collars. This was the Chris uh, Farley Saturday Night Live sketch. Hold on. So, they, so the person gets up there, five different dog collars, uh, shock collars, sings karaoke. And if the judges think the person's doing bad... They shock him, and the guy is like going. He's like falling, like collapsing to the floor, <laughs> scream. But then he gets back up, and he still sings. And then they shock him again, and it's like, oh god, it's crazy. Actually, now I want to see this. <laughs> it's is really this on crazy. YouTube? No, it's on True TV. I, I'm not, yeah, but how are we gonna watch it right? I don't now? know. Look, I don't know. We'll have to look up Killer Karaoke. Uh, the other thing is a Dennis Haskins update. Oh boy. He was on the recent episode of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. The TV show. He played a judge. Okay. So he's still out there. He's still getting work. And oh, I saw... Um, I wanna, I'm going to just go over some of these, the, uh, these shows that are true TV exclusive. This is how bad this channel is. <laughs> Not only is it Killer, killer Karaoke, which is hosted by Steve-O... How about funniest porn stars? No. Adult entertainers show us their wackiest faces. <laughs> oh, boy. How about this one? Illuminati in the Ozarks. <laughs> what is that? Is the New World Order about to take over? Hey, what's the Ozarks? That's like, like, that's like in Missouri. That's like the real, like... Poor, poor, poor section. Like, poor <laughs> section of the country. Why would Illuminati be there? Uh, I don't know. This is this is 
terrible. All right, let's see this killer karaoke. Let's see here. They got a, a preview here. Thanks. So. Uh, what's this? Every Friday, here? television's most outrageous new show is on True TV. What? See? <laughs> Shock. With Steve hilarious singing competition that hurts. With the piece? Oh my god. It's Fear Factor. Wait. Man, I'm ready to have a good time. It's gonna be good. This is Fear Factor sing karaoke. Oh wait, so so they showed in, in the clip they showed the person being shocked, and then they showed another person singing karaoke with bottles being smashed <laughs> over his head. This one woman was holding, uh, like a, she was like pretending to be a waitress. She's holding this like tray full of drinks, singing Pat Benatar. And then she, not only that, she has to walk over these like rollers on the floor and she's singing perfectly fine. And all of a sudden, stupid Steve O just, you know, slams down this lever and she gets shocked and falls on her face. It's electric. <laughs> Uh, anyway, now, what's this guy doing? Uh oh, there goes the attack dog. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, this dog is smaller than mine. <laughs> it's biting on the crotch. It's a puppy. Actually, it looks like my dog. <laughs> oh, no, it's a bigger German Shepherd. Pit bulls. <laughs> <laughs> the German Shepherd went right for the guy's butt. Well, that's what they're trained And in. it's latched on his butt. <laughs> he's still singing, though. So. This is ridiculous. <laughs> now, obviously, he's not singing well. <laughs> the dog's dragging the guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the heck? But they should have released all the dogs <laughs> all at once. Yes. Maybe they'll do that at the end. Kill him. Oh, this guy's awful. Ah, <laughs> oh, they come. Wait, there they go. Now it's all of them. <laughs> how they... Screaming. How did these... How did the producers not get sued? I don't know. <laughs> this is so stupid. Hey, it's True TV. TRUTV.com. Man. All right. Uh, the last thing that I want to mention. Next clip. Wait, hold on. The the, the so last woman in a in a tank full of snakes. <laughs> what is hold this? On. I don't know. Hold on. The last thing I want to mention real quick is on Cartoon Network. You know how several episodes ago we talked about yeah. um, Star Wars detours. <laughs> yeah. Well, on Cartoon Network several days ago, I saw a. Lego Star Wars special. And it was a 3, you know, it was like a, a yeah, CGI yeah. computer animated um Star Wars special, but it was Lego Star Wars. So all the characters and like everything yeah. looked like it was made out of Legos, yeah. which sounds really stupid. Of course. But I was watching it and well, it's like the Lego Star Wars video games. Right. And I was watching it and you know how our our impression of Star Wars Detours was that it wasn't really that funny. It was kind of like the bits were too drawn out, and what I have to admit, this Lego Star Wars Cartoon Network special, it was actually pretty funny. Because it wasn't like it wasn't like this serious Star Wars special. It was like very, very tongue-in-cheek yeah. and like very 
self-aware. Wasn't everyone supposed to be some kind of angry bird Star Wars or something? I don't know. What I is it called? What, which one? The Lego. Lego Star Wars. But it was a special. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, films and videos. You know, but it, it was very self-aware. It broke the fourth wall a lot. It was very, like, self-referential. And, and, um... Star Wars And, um... Oh, yeah, here. The special premiered in, in the U.S. on Cartoon Network in 2011. What's special? Lego the Star Padawan Wars. Padawan Menace? Yeah. Oh, whatever. A Jedi Academy field trip. Anyway, I'm just letting you know that there is actually a funny computer animated Star okay. Wars out there. But the fact is... It was funny. There is only... I know that people love the... No, I love I love the Family Guy ones. The parodies that they did. Those were very good. But, look, let's face it. The quintessential parody was done 1987. And there's what been nothing that? since. Spaceballs! Oh, this is what it was. This is what it was. Lego Star Wars The Empire Strikes Out. Ugh. It debuted September 26, 2012 on Cartoon Network. Luke Skywalker embarks on a mission to find and, and destroy the Imperial base, yeah. but is relentlessly chased by a group of fanatic girls. Yeah, but apparently they've had several of them. Yeah, but this is the one that I saw. Who think of him as a celebrity for destroying the Death Star. Meanwhile, Darth Vader engages in sibling rivalry with Darth Maul. Whatever. So it's like a lot of bickering back and forth. And it was like, it, it, it was very, I thought they did a really good job on it. Right. Lego Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Out. And yes, Spaceballs was very funny. Mel Brooks. Uh, what else? So speaking of Pendulette and the Celebrity Apprentice, it's time for the lame idiot of the year, 2012. All right, let me uh, let me think. Let me think. 2012. I just gave you the hint. Hold on, hold on. Twenty twelve. You're fired. <laughs> no, no yeah. we have to we have to do the nominees first. Oh who I don't even what happened? I don't even remember what oh uh, well Mitt Romney was well, an idiot. Come on. And Paul Ryan. Let's not get political, no political. <laughs> who else was an idiot? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> uh let's see. What ha I don't even remember what happened in twenty twelve. I have amnesia. George Lucas. I don't know. The usual oh, yeah. suspects. Selling this. this yeah, yeah. George Lucas right. selling. It's Donald selling Trump. Out, uh, you're fired. You're fired. And it's Donald Trump, not only because we've we've talked about Celebrity Apprentice a lot this year, and he was a complete idiot in that show, but also this, this nonsense with him during the election of uh, the birtherism, the president's uh, not born in America, and it just... He's going to. He said he was going to give some kind of five million dollars. I, I will offer a twenty million dollar reward for anybody who can prove that the president didn't graduate college. It was like, come on. <laughs> no, he was saying. Idiot. He's saying 
President Obama, I'll give you $5 million if you show me your passport application. And I'm sitting at home thinking to myself, why would he still have the application? You mail the application <laughs> in. You don't get the application back. You it's get the idiot. passport He's back. An idiot. Why would he still have the application? A moron. I don't have my application. I mailed it in. So. <laughs> it made no sense. Donald Trump. Idiot. So, uh, also, uh, as we close 2012, look forward to 2013. We have a big episode to start the year. Oh, boy. Um, but in addition, I wanted to just give you something to think about, look forward to in 2013. There is one thing. I, I recently saw that. Is, you're going to love this one. Uh, apparently, uh, there's a new film called After Earth that is coming out in 2013. Uh, basically, there's like some catastrophic event, and everybody has to leave the Earth. They go to another planet, oh. and then it sounds like some John Travolta nonsense. Yeah, uh, Battlefield Earth. So then they crash. So this guy and his son crash land on the planet Earth, transporting this dangerous alien. Aliens. And it's a thousand years after everybody has left. So now there's all these creatures all over the place, and it's crazy. There's no humans or something, and now they have to fight for themselves, like Jurassic Park. Okay. Guess who it's starring? Willie Ames. No, father and son. Father of... What's that guy's name? Donald Sutherland and Kiefer Sutherland. Will Smith and his Uh, stupid son. Just go. Now hold on. Go away. Hold on. You're going to love this. Guess who's directing? Joel Schumacher. No, no. Your favorite... Your oh, no. F- no, not Peter Jackson. Your Michael f- Bay. No, no, oh, not Michael okay. Bay. Your favorite feature-length movie director who has all these twists no, and turns. No. Shyamalama yeah. Ding Dong. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. No. This is the end. Oh, by the way, we survived another apocalypse. I just realized uh, that. Well, I mean, that's... By, the by, Mayans. I know, but by this point, these these apocalypses are a dime a dozen. There's one every Why month. don't we create an apocalypse? <laughs> the punch. We could get so much apocalypse. publicity because you make any kind of insinuation of an apocalypse and the, and the news just goes crazy for it. It is the punch-ocalypse. The punch. Ah, yes. Or, if, if this were Esteban, the podcast Ah, uh, well, that's...